Hello, welcome to another fine edition of Chopped Greens. I am your host, Philip Amrine, joined alongside the sippin', seductive, sleuthy man known as Gareth Boucher. Gareth, come on down. Hey, 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 how we doing, everybody? Hey. We are doing well. And this week, we are watching, and we did watch, The Woman in the Window, playing and paying homage to Rear Window of Alfred Hitchcock's famed acclamation. Mm-hmm. Probably his closest nod to getting an Oscar, I think, is what is what maybe North by Northwest. It's always it's one of the two are Vertigo, usually, right? Oh. You no, know what's funny? I, I think he had the best chance with Rear Window, I think. Did he never win an Oscar? Oh, he never won an Oscar. No, he's won. Wow, he's probably I went to film school. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's at the top of the list of people who have never won an Oscar. Him and like that's a shame. Him and Glenn Close, but they're in different categories because Hitchcock is. I mean, he he is definitely a, a directorial tour de force. Um, yeah, even with all of his troubles. Um, but anyways, what I what I mean to say and where I'm going is is the woman in the window certainly pays homage, even a few nods here and there to the, the movie that I, I would say is closely aligned, maybe not inspired, certainly not a certainly not a sequel, but of course directed by Joe Wright, written by Tracy Letts and based upon the novel by A.J. Finn. And it stars Amy Adams, Gary Oldman, Anthony Mackie, uh, Julianne Moore, J- Jennifer Jason Lee, Fred Etchinger, Riot, Wyatt Russell and Brian Tyree Henry. That's probably the um, the majority of the people that we're going to need to be talking about and that we will be talking about. Uh, when you came into this film and you started watching it, Gary, did you know anything about it whatsoever? No, I was, you know, I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, so it's sort of kind of rear window and you know i'd seen the trailer on netflix but you you know, i haven't rear read window? the book i've seen rear window yeah okay. yeah watch that in school really good yes a lot better than this movie okay. i will say that a lot better than this movie. <laughs> yes uh look it it's a uh, there's there's certainly good but there is bad i think that this is a very a very diverse film um if i'm gonna start on the good I thought that Amy Adams gives a, a very good performance. It, it's probably the strongest of the performance, and it certainly mm-hmm. needs to be. Because I, I can't tell you how quickly I would have turned this film off had Amy Adams not given quite the the grand performance that she did. Is it Oscar worthy? No. Um, but even somebody like Gary Oldman, who I usually love, I just I wasn't into his performance this one. Probably the only other good performance I found in this film was uh was detective little or brian tyree henry he was he he and amy adams together created a lot of the heart of the film and created a lot of the interest in the film that without them i just didn't really have for this film what about you man yeah amy adams is the high point i mean she's great i actually what one of my things with the movie i felt like like the acting from most of the actors was was actually pretty good uh part of the high point of the movie except for uh the final scene uh mr ethan when he takes his maniacal turn i actually thought that that actor was great for the beginning of the movie but then that it was just strange to me. i actually um, i agree i agree yeah that's i, I hadn't even thought of that i just i the end soured yeah. me so much that i i forgot that i actually enjoyed the the, the beginning work the leg work of the uh, first half of the film yeah there's um 
different actors acting in different movies in this movie, um, which that's a, a bigger criticism. But as far as the acting goes, I actually, you know, Gary Oldman, did, I mean, he it was weird. He's in it for like three scenes and it's kind of muted. But I guess he did well with what he was given, except for let me just mention he was twice given like these weird British like throwaway lines when he walked out of her house. There's one time he goes, mm, see you at the block party. And then there's another one where he goes, well, how do you do? <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty bad. Some, uh, yeah. So a lot of the acting is kind of taken aback by some of those things. Like for example, the detectives acting insane, like detectives never would. Ah, just stuff like that. A lot of illogical stuff in this movie. Oh my gosh, the second detective is just she's she's, she's absurd. Yeah, she's such a stereotype. No, she's absolutely ridiculous and i you know what's funny is that uh, movies where people don't believe the main character are really really good movies hitchcock even himself said that that's one of the most visceral things you can experience is knowing something and no one believes you but that detective that's a, it's, uh, what she's doing on paper but it's just annoying man it's it really just is. absurd yeah does he, do you have anybody to back this up no he's like, all right let's go it was so so every single thing she said how do how do we know you're not lying? Well, well, how do we know you're not lying, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know if it was the the role. I don't know if it was the actress. But maybe it was written poorly. I, I, I would always in these moments fairly or are not tend to lean towards the, the writer just because it really didn't seem like she was given much. But at the same time. It's not like she did a tremendous amount with the amount given. It wasn't even like a hint of, oh, she's she's trying yeah. this or doing something novel here. No, it, it was all pretty much. Um, but you're absolutely right. I, I thought I thought that the I thought that the whole cast, even Julianne Moore. I thought that she did a, a good job for whatever role she needed to be in this one. It was kind of all right. It was more so just shock and all that it was Julianne Moore. You could have really. Kind of put anybody. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought that maybe, I don't even know. She she seemed all, all right for the role, but it was just completely forgettable. You know, you notice I left this long pause. It's because this movie is completely forgettable, man. It's it, it, it's disappointing, and um, it, you know what's funny? It wasn't forgettable in the like when it was being done because it was part of the first half hour of the movie, which all the interactions in the first half hour of the movie are really good because they kind of make you sort of uncomfortable. Like when she's talking with Ethan and when she's talking with Julianne Moore, you're kind of like, okay, I can see something percolating here. Like there's this weird vibe over the movie. Amy Adams seems pleasant, but you can tell she's just riddled with anxiety, like with all these conversations. And then once the movie takes off, which it takes twice as long as it should, by the way, to actually get us into the story. Once it takes off, everything becomes just flub, just flab forgettable the mystery is weird and kind of lame and doesn't make a ton of sense like you know these movies when they have aha moments they really need to be oh no way that's what it all was this it was like this kid's a psychopath i know that i just tangented there but really um it's funny that you say that the interaction was forgettable because i was like well no the acting was good but then you're like but it, 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 it was. I mean, th- there was one callback to it. Didn't feel it. Didn't make a lot of sense, you know? Look, I, I, I think uh, what this movie suffers from is that it doesn't fulfill its own purpose, where it looks to 
you you're kind of lured in, at least from the trailer, that it's going to be a twisty turn turn movie. So because of that, I feel you go into the film as an audience member with your guard up with thinking, okay, what could possibly be the twist at the end? And one big twist that I think came about was that you could easily tell that Julianne Moore is playing Jane Russell or she's uh, Katie in this case. I'm spoiler alert. Here we go. She's supposed to be Jane Russell. And it was so it was written very poorly. I thought Julianne did as about as well as she could with the line. But I would have rewritten the way that she's supposed to acknowledge that her name's Jane Russell. It felt so poorly written where she said something along the lines of, why would you think that? As a potman asked, aren't you Jane Russell? Why would you think that? That never felt like an acknowledgement. The way that I would have done this, and Gary, because I'm always a person who tries to come up with solutions, not just complaining. The way that I would have done this, and correct me if I'm wrong, what if she were to have said, uh, this being Anna, or Amy Adams' character, Anna, what if she were to have asked uh, Julianne Moore, then as Jane Russell, what if she were to have asked her this? Hey, are you, aren't you? are you Jane Russell, Ethan's Ethan's mom? At that, she, yeah, I'm Ethan. At, at that point, yeah. she can she can like have a pause so that way she doesn't acknowledge the first part, but then mask it behind. Oh yes, I'm I'm Ethan's mom. Or honestly, they established that Julianne Moore was crazy. Just have her say yes. Are you Jane Russell? Yeah, I am. I am Jane Russell. I mean, she's like a crazy stalker meth head. I mean, yeah, sure, uh, the way that it was done. I mean, where she goes. Can we just say that? What makes you say that? Julianne Moore looks far too good to be a meth head. She didn't. I know. She was know. far too stunning. Like she is. They, they, I, she, she, she's beautiful. Yeah, she's, she's beautiful. Great. So I, that's more of a makeup and hair department. Get get your act on. Uh, but look, she never acknowledges the name or the kid. So you can always tell that something's going on there. Um, no, I will say, I don't know about you, but I thought that the movie captured me, especially with the best part of the film. A lot of the cinematography I thought was both bold Got you into the to the mindset of this is a crazy person and was encapsulating. I, I thought that there were moments and times where it was absolutely astoundingly beautiful and and bold if nothing else. But like the moment where the car is in the snow in the living room. That was freaking fantastic, Gary. Did you not think that, that was great? I mean, it looked good, but I was so frustrated because I was like, what movie am I watching right now? Because <laughs> this movie does have little scenes, little pockets that are good. I mean, even the the, the final murder or chase sequence, you know, the her catching David, the whole car in the snow. But then like it, it for me, it doesn't work. But if you're talking about technically, yeah, I mean, it looked really good. And I think that they did a really good use of making the house kind of uh, its its own character and then, you know, yeah. using shadows and lighting in the house, all that, all that good stuff. And I think that might've been sort of the stuff that kept me engaged. Like you said, it, it, it brought you in, but about three fourths of the way through, I was realizing it, it wasn't hanging on to me anymore. Like, like emotionally, I wasn't feeling anything. I was just like, well, I want to know what happens, but they had sort of lost me the more the movie went on. Yeah. It, it overstepped its bounds where when she contemplated suicide, I, I think that either it should, it should have been shorter because it didn't make sense. It was a natural progression. I, I agree. I, it, yeah, it, it makes sense, but it doesn't sense. feel right. That's the whole movie. Didn't sit well with me, but it made sense. Sure. And I, I just didn't enjoy how long the journey took for me to get to where we went. I'm, I don't know. By the end of the film, 
we get to our our last twist and i think that that's really going to define how this film kind of more so than anything else sits with you because beyond the obvious ending twist here's my second one gary that i really want to know and it didn't explain and i felt was just a, a plot line that fell by the wayside was gary oldman's character alistair russell the detective came in and said that the russells are now uh locked up they're going to jail why why was alistair russell going to jail why was jane russell going to jail because i never did they they never blatantly said that they helped him cover up hiding the body they never blatantly said that they had anything to do with with the disappearance of of katie or that they had any knowledge of of him killing the previous secretary or whatever that was so murky to me that it didn't make sense and i didn't know maybe did you understand it better than i did it was my assumption that they had helped him cover it up although it's funny because they actually set it up in a way where i would believe that but then when they unravel it and reveal that it's the kid you're kind of like wait so he he could have been orchestrating this whole thing himself and and maybe alistair didn't know anything um but then i was like okay i guess that he was in on it and he was just trying to protect his son or whatever but yeah it's it's definitely um lazy and confusing confusing too um the the uncomfortable tension in the first 30 minutes of this movie that I thought was good gave way to, you know, the hallucination stuff, which I thought was kind of lazy and unclear. Like they didn't establish that that was a thing. And there were some beats that were hit that were expected and didn't feel great. And then beats that were the opposite, like with her and her family that felt kind of cool. But I was like, like I said, what movie am I watching? Wow. See, now I completely enjoyed the snow sequence. Like from from beginning to end, I thought that that was one of the more powerful scenes. It was powerful. No, it I, felt, that's what I'm saying. Felt, it was a powerful scene. It felt disjointed. It fit in the movie, though. I was gonna say it felt yeah. disjointed. Maybe it didn't fit, but I really enjoyed it. So maybe because of how much I enjoyed it, even what is this? What am I trying to? Th- so maybe I, maybe I don't like the overall meal, but if I really love the mashed potatoes at a place, even if it's not the steak, even if it's not the Brussels sprouts. Even if it's not the dessert, even if it's not the opening salad or mozzarella sticks, if I really like the mashed potatoes, I can at least say, you know what? It wasn't a great meal, but I really enjoyed the mashed potatoes like they are top five mashed potatoes of all time. And I feel like that's what's 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 happening here. I thought that a lot of the cinematography was strong. Again, maybe at points didn't serve the, the story well, perhaps, but especially the whole snow sequence. I felt like it was so strong that it did end up buoying the rest of the film to some degree, to some slight degree, maybe to a half a point for me in my rating system. That's how I felt. You know, what's funny is that the the, the acting is what did that for me. Um, but I, I think that it, what was so frustrating about that snow scene and just the whole like background and, uh, and the, and the reveal that her family is dead in general is that it starts to feel like a different movie. And then when we're ending the movie that we watched, it doesn't make sense. Like what I'm saying is there's this feeling at the end of the movie as she's leaving and her face is healed and she's walking outside all willy nilly that. Yeah. With the, with the a, balls on them to, to put a, yeah. a garden spike through her mouth. I was, I was in shock. Yeah, that was, yeah. 
but and then even after that, like, you know, after she leaves the hospital, um, it doesn't it feel earned or it's kind of downplayed. Like it, they gave us this whole big reveal with the daughter and Anthony Mackie. And there should be like a real moment in the movie where it's like, okay, I've accepted what's happened and now I'm saying goodbye and it's time for me to grow. And that's what they were going for. But I didn't feel like it, that was done very well at all. The, the dots don't feel connected between the main plot and the guilt that she feels with her yeah. daughter. Like, is she saying at the end, I'm going to live for her. I'm going to live outside for her to right my wrongs. It's really, we, we get to the end and it's more like I was almost murdered, but that scared me straight. And now I'm better. Now I can go live. <laughs> and the family stuff is all kind of still up in the air for me. Yeah. Even when she wakes up you in know? the hospital, you would think that that would be a moment of, oh, I'm not being treated in my house, you know, uh, whatever. It, it didn't, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It didn't necessarily connect there with the ending or the two endings, I suppose, that you could you could equivocate. Uh, uh, I, I thought that that Ethan Russell, uh, Fred Hatchinger's uh, performance was pretty strong in the first opening moments and all the time that he's keeping up the ruse. The moment he transitions to killer, though, it doesn't it doesn't ring true. It doesn't ring. It doesn't ring through. true, man. And then the stuff he did, like taking the the picture of her, that served no greater purpose than yeah. to be a creepy moment. It was just a creepy moment. And then at the end, you, usually that would be like a piece to the puzzle. And it, it wasn't it was just a creepy thing that happened. <laughs> and yeah, at the end, he's basically like, I like killing women and watching them die. And that's this is the big mystery. Killed my mom and I'm going to kill you. Eh. But that that final scene is is a good scene in terms of like the tension and her running away and the final fight and all that stuff. And I do like him you know, shattering, you know, coming down through the roof and everything like that. But once again, in the greater movie, which I don't even know what we watched, um, did not make sense. Yeah, no, it was good foreshadowing for the for the glass, and you, it was somewhat easy to see it, but. At least they did it. And uh, look, I, I, I don't have that much more to say about this film. I'm going to forget about this film. Give me two months. And and the only time yeah. I remember would be, oh, yeah, the, the woman watching the outside woman. being yeah. the watch of the window. Uh, that's about all I'm going to be doing. I it doesn't it won't store up a lot of space in my brain. I will probably remember that car in the living room, though. That was really good. Really good. I liked that. Outside of that. Yeah. Take the rest of the film and, and you know chalk, what I'll remember, man. Chalk it up for a win for Amy Adams. What was that? I'll remember. I'll remember the trailer. The art of cutting trailers Ugh. is is amazing. And the trailer was like, I it, they really got me. I was like, I have to watch this movie. This is like a modern rear window. This is gonna be sick. And I remember the trailer very well. Yeah, I, I remember a few trailers over the years that really caught my eye. And then the movie sucked. And this is in that category. I can see why. It makes for a good trailer. There's a lot of great shots. And the premise makes for a great trailer. Like, it, it, it all makes sense. And that's fascinating that we can get to the art of a trailer. Because I felt that exact same way about Magic Mike. Oh, very good. <laughs> I never watched it, but it almost got Oh, me. you should. That, it's a great movie, actually. All right. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. All right. Uh, for... Podcast as Emeritus, Gary Boucher. I am Philip Amrine. Thank you so much for listening to this as well as all of our older episodes. Of course, we've got these and give me five episodes in the backlog for you to to enjoy and watch. Uh, we've got other ones with people that aren't looking out of windows, looking outside of cars, looking outside of houses, looking outside of 
really anything. Sheds. I think that there we did an episode about tribes, maybe. There's that, maybe out of the water. So go ahead and go back and listen to us on anywhere you can find your podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, pretty much anywhere except for Pandora. Why? Because screw you, Pandora. Screw you, Pandora. He's not that sensitive. <laughs>